Hello and welcome on I'm Doing This Podcast, podcast where we talk about meaningful moments that shape my guest's lives. We reveal how they build more conscious life and overcome the challenges that life throws at them because life is sometimes messy. And today I'm going to talk to Ines Gaston. Ines is a Belgian entrepreneur, therapist and creator. And she reappeared on the third episode of Broken Compass, which is a predecessor to this podcast. And you can find the episode in the same uh, feed like this podcast. The first episode, we talked about how Ines overcome her burnout and decided to help other people become unstoppable. And today we're going to focus on her journey because about a year ago, she decided to start traveling while building her business and take a kind of leap of faith and leaving things behind to follow her dream and trying to find out what she wants in life. We're going to learn about what does it take to be a digital nomad and thrive and why intentions are so important for a better life. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, share it with somebody else who might benefit from hearing it as well. And by the way, this episode, you can also listen to and watch on YouTube at I'm doing this channel. So enjoy this episode and let's get to it. Hello, Ines, and welcome again on the podcast. It's a pleasure of having you here. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. It feels good to be back. Thank you so much for inviting me again. Perfect. Um, so I thought let's let's frame this story a little bit because it's about a, a year ago, right, that you decided to kind of go on a little bit more, became a little bit more of travel, I think, in the beginning. Um, and my question was like, what, what drove that decision to do it? What were some of the obstacles that you came through? Because I kind of went through a similar process a little bit later uh, after you. Um, but I was also thinking about going on the road. That's where I am actually. I'm in Buenos Aires, right? You are in Sevilla in Spain. We both move uh, around a lot. And uh, for me, you know, there was a lot of, uh, there was like one discussion I had with my friend who told me, you can now uh, dedicate yourself to work on your mental health and later on your career, but you cannot do it the other way around. And it was one of the kind of key moments that I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And that, that was kind of one of the points when I was like, it, it's, I, I knew from my heart and I know that you knew from your heart that the traveling makes sense. But there are always some obstacles. And I was wondering, like, what were these for you? Yeah. Good question. All right. Um, so if I go back a year ago. So this year, 2023, is the year where I celebrated five years as a freelancer. So five years ago, on February 13th, I registered in Amsterdam um, with my business, with inescasol.com. And... Um, I remember that I had three ambitions. The first ambition was that I wanted to, I wanted to be free. I wanted to work location independent. That was one. The second thing was I wanted to inspire people in a big way. And the third thing was that I wanted to really build something that was meaningful to me, but also for other people. Um, and now fast forwarding to, to today. I can say that I've done so much work um, that the foundations now are solid. And then last year I took a massive jump where I, I really challenged myself as in, this is the year where you're going to do it because you're going to celebrate five years. And I had this, and I still have these intentions in mind every time that I make a business decision. Um, and I said, this is, this is when you have to when you have to jump because there is no better time. I don't know. I have a thing with numbers. So five is like a magic number. It's not the same as like four or six. It's like, no, it's five. I don't know why it's a feeling. Um, and that's basically what shaped that decision. And, um, and I think if you ask any person who has made a decision, um, that took a lot of courage, you will always feel scared. You will always feel scared, but as you know, I live by this rule that I don't believe in the broken model. You know, the whole becoming unstoppable movement is sure. all about, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and it's not about becoming unstoppable as in 
trying to become this Superman, but really understanding how your system operates from a physical, from a mental, from a soul perspective. And yeah. then that, and then I teach people how that works. Um, but you will always have these elements that will, um, that will challenge you because personal growth development, it's never mm. linear. It's like, I always compare it to like the Nintendo game with Mario and Yoichi, where you have these different levels and every level requires you, um, to conquer different challenges, whether it's a very difficult circuit, whether it's a monster that you need to find, but in the end, you kind of need to, you learn and sometimes you die and you need to retake the level. And this is kind of like how life works as well. No, if you hopefully have you don't, you don't, you don't die in the life though. <laughs> I will not die. <laughs> Although, and from a philosophical point of view, it is okay. really okay. saying okay. goodbye okay. to a lot of things. Okay, right? that's fine. I'm good so, with that. Okay. I'm, good with, okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> I didn't want to like get this morbid topic in here, but um, it is really, and I think for me, last year was very, very exponential in terms of growth because I was challenged in so many ways and I'm still processing it so I can teach it to other people. But I think the, the main thing was um, it helped me to grow unbeatable trust in myself and mm -hmm. and to grow roots in myself. And I think that's one of the lessons that I shared when I was writing about the five lessons that I learned in 2022. For me, that was the biggest one is that a lot of people challenged me as in, you know, you're going to just take off and, and wander around trying to find your home. Um, but in the end, you will have to find a home base. And I was like, I understand your point of view, but right now, this is not what I feel that I need to be doing. Yeah. And and then you get all these society timelines. They're like, oh, but you're gonna like, I'm gonna celebrate. I'm celebrating my thirtieth ninth birthday in two weeks. So then, obviously, the root of all evil is that you compare yourself to so many people in your age, and then you right. come to the conclusion, wow, like. Everybody has like these beautiful homes and these houses families. And, and families and cars and like super fancy travels. And then I was like, wow. And I'm the one who's running around with two suitcases and, you know, and, <laughs> and emerged in like new ways of, of therapy and really driven by curiosity and reading a lot of books. And, and it's a very different, sometimes it gets to me. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I, I, second guess it i was like wow maybe yeah. i have taken wrong decisions but then again you know i i totally feel it you know um just today i had a call with friends and it was another friend who's getting married you know i'm going to the wedding of almost one of my last best friends who is who is not yet married uh they are all having uh, kids and uh and i'm here you know doing doing what sometimes sometimes i'm like what am i what am i doing um but at the same time, you know, there are two things that people told me. One was, maybe the journey is what you do. Maybe, maybe that you travel is you do you do that. And then um, another thing, which was by the way said by the, the guy who I already called it, uh, my friend Jacob. He said, when you travel, everything is much faster. Like you meet yeah. more people. You you have to yeah. deal with so you, every time you move to a new place, you know, you look have to look for. Why do I go for a coffee? Do they have a good internet if I need to work there? Can I plug my computer there? You know, that was my, that what happened to me like uh, two yeah. days ago. Where do I go to gym? You know, how do I, like so many things that change around. Food tastes different. When you cook even, like I, I cooked uh, yesterday something. And, and, and I saw the result and I was like, same ingredients. Doesn't look the same. <laughs> what, what's happened here? So. Yes. There, there is this extra speed in the in the, in the traveling, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your life is definitely more intense because um, there is no predictability, and so from a brain perspective, it will take also a lot more energy. So, people who move around a lot, the ones who thrive are the ones who have a very solid practice of self awareness, because you really need to listen to what your body needs at a given point because it is very much um, exposing yourself to novelty constantly and then playing with the meaning that you give it. And people who, because 
there is one point in time where I was in Bali, for instance, like the digital nomad paradise. I'm frankly, I know that you introduced me as a, I don't feel like a digital nomad. I was like, yeah, I'm just me trying to figure out my house, like trying to find my place under the sun. Um, and I do work online, but I don't know if I'm a digital nomad. I don't know because I also like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, but anyway, semantics, but my point being is like, I was in Bali and I met so many digital nomads. Oh. And half of them were very anxious. Half of them were very um, hiding behind their laptop and not really feeding it. And I think it's um, it's so it's an opportunity. I mean, I saw it as an opportunity to teach them that um, that they need to take care of themselves. That they can't be a digital nomad and then try to conform certain ways of living as they were doing when they were not being a digital nomad. Hmm. Like if you if you take that lead, you have to be all in and everything, which means that your routine is gonna change. Your sleep pattern sometimes changes. At least for me, when I'm in countries that are very warm. For instance, in November I was in Africa. I am not a morning person. Not at all. If people tell me you need to wake up at five, I was like, yeah, ciao, I'm not doing it. But in Africa, it was so easy. I was up at five thirty in the morning feeling like super fit and super active and and it was a really interesting thing to um to observe within myself and then now i'm in the south of spain which um is a completely different lifestyle it's a completely yeah. different climate it's a completely different way of 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 organizing for instance here um i need to go on the pace of the city and between um two and five or two and six everything is closed so if I want to have lunch at three, I can until like until four, but then between four and eight, all the restaurants are closed. So if I want to have an early dinner, forget it. I will have to do it at home. Right. And it's really yeah. interesting that, you know, you constantly challenge yourself. And but in that process, it is so important that you really create this um, practices like what you said, working out. I don't like the gym that much, but I work out every day, at least half an hour. And I have an ad with an amazing trainer and I love her. Um, and I do that half an hour to an hour a day. I go for my walk every freaking day because otherwise I'm not leaving my house. And sometimes I go to a co-working space, but not too much. Uh, and it's what you said. It's constantly finding that rhythm again, that predictability. And knowing that when you move to a new location, you need to move in a time frame where you do not have massive deliverables. Because energy-wise, oh, yeah. you can't you can't combine that. When I move to a different location, the first week, I chill because I need to like adjust, to grab myself, figure out the area, figuring out okay, where are my happy places? Like, what is the wine <laughs> bar that I that I can go to? What is the bakery yeah. that I can go to? You know, just like you said, like. What is the local fauna and flora like, um, et cetera. And then after a week of like getting into a routine, a routine, then you, you, you get to go. What, what's an, uh, what's a, what's a practice next to uh, working out? And I, I guess journaling, right? Cause I know you're a big yeah, fan of journaling. 100%. <clears throat> so yes. what, what's, what's next to, is there a third thing that a company is working out journaling? The kind of yeah. practice that you try to uh, uh, keep up. Uh, um, I think it's it's a lot what I don't do anymore. Um, for instance, when I'm when it kind of depends on like when I was in TV, yeah, I have friends there, so I would I would go out regularly, which is fun. And now I'm in Tarifa, in the middle of freaking nowhere. There's not really a social life here, which is amazing. So this is all the the reason why I'm here is. I think the third thing would be stay true to your intentions. I'm here to create. I'm here to create my courses. I'm here to create content. I'm here to really um, do the final piece that requires me to go to go and launch things that I've always wanted to launch. Mm. And so that's the intention. And I'm creating a lifestyle that is supporting it. So no wine, healthy food, you know, clean eating, no, you know, no uh no crazy nightlife escapades like really being really being connected with myself and, and giving myself the space and the the tools that i need in order to be in that mindset but then 
that was, and then last weekend I went to Madrid because I had friends from the Netherlands who came to visit me. And yeah. that was a completely different story that, and I didn't bring my laptop. I allowed myself, no, this is the intention. I'm going to spend time with my friends and we're going to be in the city. I'm not going to be online and I don't care about being present on social media. I just going to be there and enjoy my time there so I can come back and then go back to the routine that I established here a few weeks ago. So I hear a lot of, a lot of things around boundaries, right? As well. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries, discipline, um, but, um, it's about intention. It really is about intention. Like if you travel to places, um, be intentional about it. That's what I've matured in. Let me put it that way. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I totally see that there are certain places which are good for certain things. So there are some places which are definitely not good for certain things. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the intention is, uh, you know, we had a, we had a, we discussed a little bit before we started. Uh, I said like I don't really do much of a goals now. And uh, and one of the things I have a vision, you know, I I know kind of where I want to go. And um, I was just thinking about writing an article because. I was learning how to type alter fingers and I did it for three weeks and then I got sick and, and then I stopped and I stopped for a week and that could be like the moment when I said like, screw it, no, I'm not doing it anymore. But I did, I did came back because I didn't really have a pressure of like, I was like, yeah, I wanted to do 30 days of typing, but it just didn't work out like this, this life. You know, I can do it by it. Maybe I could cut back sooner, but that's already done. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm done with it. And, and then you just, uh, focus on like where, where I want to go. And I, I want, I, I, I enjoy, you know, practicing the typing and, and it benefits me. So it helps me on my healing journey, like overall, and also will help me in my career if I, you know, start doing something as well. So yeah, I think these are, these are the things. Okay. So you were, you were on a journey and, uh, you know, actually about almost a year like a year and no 11 months ago we met in Peru mm -hmm. right something like yeah. April so months and something a little bit um, and then you kept traveling and then October happened and yeah. you decided to 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 kill your uh, base in Netherlands <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and go full mod so what was what yeah. was behind this how did you came to this conclusion how long did yeah. it take like walk well, because one of the things that I love about talking to you and seeing you is that, like, I follow all these uh, newsletters, you know, I talk to yeah. you once in a while, and I see the progress. I also see how the newsletter changes and things. Um, and I like it because there's, I think, a lot of this uh, kind of instant success uh, in, in this society. But people don't, like, they discount all the things that, you know, people did before. Um and usually even like these big decisions, like sometimes they are like, okay, I'm just like, I'm doing it. But a lot of time, I think there's, there's a story behind it, you know, there's like yeah. this internal struggle. So what's, what was yeah, yeah. the story behind? Um, well, there were, there were a few elements. I think the first element is, well, I've done it before. So it was not so difficult as the first mm. time because it's the third or the fourth time that I like blow my bridges, so to speak. But, um, in this specific case, um, it was really about, look, being real with myself and asking myself, is the Netherlands really the place that you want to stay, that you want to settle? And that was a question that I pondered on when I was in Peru, when I was in, when I was traveling in Spain, because I traveled with an intention as in, okay, these are potential places that I would consider where I can see myself um, settle, you know, because I'm somebody that needs to be close to the sun and I need to be close to the beach um, or in the area of a beach or water. Um, and the Netherlands has everything except for the climate. Yeah. And for me, I really was able to feel the difference in myself and how important the climate is on my and on my thoughts, on my energy, on my mental health, on yeah. everything. And then I, and even though that my social life is still very much uh, in the Netherlands because I lived there five years and you build something five years. And, and most of my business is still in the Netherlands because 
it's something that people recognize. People have been following me for a while. I've done a lot of workshops there. Um, but I had to really cut loose and say, all right, as long as I don't know where I'm going to stay, and that's the second element, the cost of living was becoming too heavy to carry. So rent, the energy prices in my house back then, because I was living in this beautiful apartment, but it was an apartment from the 20s, 30s. So my energy bill tripled um, after summer. And I mean, tripled, I was already paying a few hundred. It was insane. It was a third of my rent that instantly added to the rent. And um, and I thought, this is this is crazy. This is this doesn't make any sense. And if it would be if I had been a homeowner, it would make sense. But I was not. I was I was um, renting. So that was um, that was basically what got me um, to really cut it. And and that was the numbers, the financial um, impact. What was yeah. the what was the biggest fear? Or was there any fear? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a few. Um, the biggest fear was that um, what if I made the wrong decision? But then I calm myself by saying, well, the only way, the only reason that you know that it was a wrong decision is when you feel that it was a wrong decision. And then you, <laughs> if you took you it. To... <laughs> exactly. And it's no fact. Like you can't. But then, and that's what my friends also said. Like, there's like, yes, we will always be here and you can always come back. And I was like, okay, that's true. So that calmed my nerves. The second biggest fear for me was, um, is this really a good idea given your age you know are you really going to start over again because when you move or when you have the intention to move countries and i mean it's becoming a hobby of mine um <laughs> i think like if i look at the past decades i've moved five times and it was pretty intense um how many times the... did you move last year last year i didn't oh you mean like in terms of when i was traveling how, how many countries did you do oh um i did three continents so wow. I started in Latin America and then I, I stayed in Peru for two months. Um, and then I was back in the Netherlands. Then I went to Spain and I did different parts of Spain. Um, and then I went back to the Netherlands and then I went to Africa. Um, and then I went back to the Netherlands and then, uh, yeah. And then now I'm in Spain since end of January. So yeah. almost more countries that I did. I mean, and the weird thing is it didn't feel like traveling because mm. I was eight weeks in one location yeah, all the time. And especially this summer, in the summer I spent, uh, I arrived in Sevilla end of May and I left in September. And in between, I would fly back and forth to the Netherlands because of work. Like sometimes I was invited to do yeah. an, a lecture or two to, to oh, speak. But also for the technical tax reasons parts, you know, you need to be careful. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's that that's that's a good that we mentioned it because it kind of gives a more story of what does it mean when you when we say that you travel around. Uh, because you know, I know there's a huge difference in staying in place for a week, two, or a few days, and then moving somewhere else or staying somewhere eight weeks. Because then you really get to experience yeah. a place. You find you can find a routine. Like you can't find a routine in one week because. They will just like no. just there. No. You 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 will be stressed that you didn't explore everything, you didn't see everything because there's always so many new things. There's so much fun. Did you have FOMO during the travel, by the way? No, never. Oh, no. Interesting. But that again, that has a lot to do with my intentions. I I really am very clear when I make a decision. I'm very clear, and I know for the outside world, it's it sometimes seems like I am unpredictable and impulsive, but it's not. It It's like when I make a decision, there's a whole process going out, you know, going on before where I'm very intentional, but I'm always the person like my guts and my heart will always have the final say. Yeah. I will never make a decision based on what is real or what is the right thing or the rational. That doesn't work for me. I've tried it and it got me into a burnout. And that was like one of the biggest lessons is like, um, whatever even if it doesn't make any sense if it feels right that's what you need to do is there a way that you recognize this feeling this cat or heart feeling in your body is there is there a place in your body i heard that some people you know talk that sometimes when 
when they when something know. feels like they feel certain sensations i wonder if that's yeah. something that you that crosses your mind i think i think it's a sense of relief for me i'm i'm very much when i make a decision i need to feel my way through it so for instance when i needed to decide whether or not i'm gonna let go of my apartment i kind of it's not like visualizing the decision but i I, I went into that scenario and I was like, okay, so you've decided to give up your apartment. So what are the steps that you need to take? What are the things that you need to do? What are the numbers that you need to take into consideration? In con uh, consideration? Um, what are the implications tax-wise? Um, what are the implications, whatever. So, and then I was like constantly in, and then I was living it as if I already made that decision. And then mm. I checked in with myself, how does this feel? Yeah. And obviously, it tension. feels stressful sometimes. Yeah, there's tension, or... but on the other hand, there is no tension. No tension. Okay. Huh, and then you, you know, what I, that's you. I constantly play with my brain in that regards, or with my guts in this in this situation. As in, like, how does it feel if I allow myself to go there? Hmm. Be before we go back to uh, to the question that we left uh, about what was what were the fears, I have one more question. And that's uh, because, you know, when I was thinking about going to travel, there was, of course, the question of money. How I'm going to pay for it? Uh, you know, the financial aspect is always plays some role, right? We need to um, be able to survive, which uh, yeah. in this world, to some extent, requires money, depending on what your intentions are, right? And I remember, you know, I was like, yeah, but like, I kind of, I have money, I can borrow money. And, uh, and I was trying to figure out, but it still stresses me so much, you know, and I was like, this is such a rational thing. What is behind it? Like, do, does that happen to you that you have like, there's some like no. rational thing, but that's actually not about the rational thing. It's about the level behind it. For me, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave my job, which was pretty good. I kind of like, yeah, good, good job with a lot of exposure to media, clients, investors and stuff. Uh, and I was kind of feeling like maybe I'm going, I'm taking a step back and I don't know if I can, you know, I'm going back in life because, you know, society right. expects you to, you kind of move through your career up. And I never really thought that that's something that really matters to me, but I, I was like, okay, why does that matter to me? And I had to go like several layers to really see uh -huh. what was, what was, what was the thing that won me. Does that happen to you as well? Yeah. Now less because, um, but when I first made that decision nine years ago, that was definitely something. And what I've learned from that um, journey is if you try to figure that one out, as in like, if you try to hold on to things, you're never going to take the jump. You're never going to take the jump. And I think it's about understanding that there will always be money. That's, that starts, there will always be money, but what you're up against is a scarcity mindset because that is how we were trained in society. Mm -hmm. We are trained to believe that if one person gets that thing, that means that that is taken from me. But if you zoom out and you look at the bigger picture, you, you see that there's only, there is so much for everyone. But because we're focused on that one thing that somebody else is taking and therefore we think, oh, and now it's taken from me and you get this whole scarcity, fear-driven way of looking at, at money and at wealth. That's what keeps you stuck and that's what, um, you know, that is anxiety-inducing. And you need to trust the facts that there is, you need to believe in the bigger, bigger per perspective. There is always going to be money. There's always going to be ways for you to make money. Um, and there will always be, um, you'll always be taken care of. Always. And that's how I live as well. And sometimes you need to make sacrifices. Like if I look back and I would know that if I go back 10 years ago and I would know that this would be my life today, I would have made different choices yeah. in terms of um, finances. But again, Nobody educated me on finances. This is like the biggest thing that is missing in households and in schools. Nobody teaches you about money. Nobody teaches you how money works. The only thing that we are trained to believe is if you want money, you need to work for it. No, because there's so many different ways to earn 
a living, to get an income. Um, and that's something that nobody talks about except the ones that, you know, that are very much into this. Um, and for me, eight years ago, that was a big hurdle, but I just had to trust it. And then because I took that jump, people who are really good with wealth, people who are really good with money, with um, challenging my beliefs about money, challenging my beliefs about making an income, those people crossed my path. And what, 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 I, what, were, what were like one or two best advices that you got about uh, money? It's never about money. That's okay. one. It's like, it's never about money. Don't get stuck on the money because it's never oh. about money. It's never about money. Um, and the, the second one is, is this philosophy of abundance that honestly, I, I live by that philosophy. And because of it, mm. I am, I've never had any debt and I, and I took, I, you know, I took a lot of risks and I, I really played poker sometimes with money, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. Um, but I was always okay in the end, always. And if I look back, did I learn? Would I like, if I would have kids, I would definitely take my time and teach them from a very young age. Like, don't do what mommy did. This is how you can do it better. <laughs> But that's in retrospect, yeah. right? Yeah, um, of course. I had the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> I would definitely do a lot of things differently. But you know what? There is also the other thing, you know, when we when we are talking about, I think there's a lot of like linear thinking, you know, in the study. So it's like yeah. you progress in life and you get family and kids and stuff. Yeah. It's getting a little bit different now, but it's still, I think you can still feel it in the society. And then yeah. people often don't predict that shit happens, you know, in life. <laughs> and unpredictable things that gonna completely change the course of your life. And so it's good and you know it's easier to deal with them if you have some financial way of dealing with them otherwise it's just that like you will deal with them anyway but it's going to be that much more difficult and more uncertain and yeah i think that's one of the one of the learnings i had as well yeah okay yeah. let's go back to the to the fears so uh we we end up in the i stopped you kind of in the second fears when then we listed all the countries where you've been Um, so what was what was the second fear that uh, you had about uh, leaving your home behind and mm. just uh, putting everything in two suitcases yeah. that you now have to drop with you? <laughs> yeah, in heels. Um, <laughs> but, um, Classy. And, you know, of course. Um, I <laughs> Love think, it. I think I, I asked myself a very difficult question. Um, and the question was, Am I afraid to be comfortable? Meaning I had a really good life in the Netherlands, honestly. My apartment was beautiful. Um, I lived in a really good area. Um, I have a lot of friends in the Netherlands. We do so many fun things together. And it was all very nice. It was really nice. And there I was leaving that life. And I really had to sit with myself and ask myself, Is this sabotaging, you know, your life? Are you sabotaging things that are good for you because you think that, you know, you're never satisfied? Is this is this a thing that you need to work through? Um, and that was a big one. And it's not it's not really a fear, but it was a discomfortable question. Or it was a good question, and it made me feel very uncomfortable because I really had to I really had to sit with that, and I had to. Uh, well, I I reached out for help. I reached out to a therapist and and to a few coaches to help me navigate that question. Um, and what I learned by asking that question is I don't really know. But what I do know is, and that was I did a visualization exercise with one of my coaches. Her name is Lisa, and she mm -hmm. helped me a lot with getting very clear on what it is that I want. And, um, and she helped me, um, love the fact that I am choosing to do it differently and that there is no social scripts and it's only sabotaging in the eye of the beholder of people who are settling for the life that I had. And, and for me, I want more and to oh. give myself permission to do that. 
And if in retrospect, I would, I would have the lesson, okay, it was really good. I can always go back. But in the yeah. meantime, I'm not like, one of the things is if I would, if I would leave this planet for some weird reason, if my, my life here would end, I have no regrets. And, and another thing that I've learned is that because we talked about money, let's say that I would be a millionaire tomorrow. There is not much that I would change about my life. I would still do what I do because I love what I do. I love the fact that I'm being challenged to really, um, conquer internal demons and stretch myself. Um, but I'm loving the journey. I'm loving the challenges. I'm loving the fact that I'm investing in myself and in coaches to help me get to that point. Right. And that for me was such a profound, um, it was so beautiful to, to be able to recognize that within myself, to acknowledge that, like, even if I would be a millionaire, there's not a lot that I would teach. Really not. I would, I mean, maybe I would live in obviously more luxury. You know, instead of taking the bus, I would rent a car. And instead yeah. of like taking an Airbnb, you know, that was like mid-range price, I would get like a fancy one with ocean view and a jacuzzi and, you know, the whole Brady Bunch. Um, but otherwise, I would still do what I do now. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and it gave me such a confidence boost that I was like, you know what, Inez, you don't, you don't need to know it. You don't need to, you don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to explain yourself all the time. You can just give yourself permission and be in the moment and, and invite life to happen for you. And that's scary because not many people do that. Hmm. That's by the way, interesting thing. You know what you said that you don't always have to know it, right? Because that's kind of what you taught in school. Like there's a question and there's an answer, but some yeah. questions don't, don't have answer or the answer change just to those questions, which would be actually a really nice transition to, uh, we, we said, uh, I said you like two questions to, to see, you know, to let, to give you a chance to prepare for them if you like to. Um, and one of them was. What are the three things that your mind changed about during this year of growth and traveling and, and uh, living in different countries and building your business? Um, I think the biggest mind shifts that happened for me is to really feel <laughs> that whatever you do, what, whenever you make a decision from a place of love, it will never fail. It will never fail. That's the biggest one. And I really feel that. I really feel that. It's not just some motivational quote that I say like, oh, yeah, decisions from my heart can never fail. No, they literally can never fail because I've done crazy. Like I'm, when I made that decision a year ago, I did not know whether or not I was going to be able to sustain myself. I did not know whether or not I was going to be able to um, to feel at peace, to be that creative person. I didn't know. I was like, let's wing it and see where we land, you know? And and if it needs be, then I'll just crash from a couch somewhere, like whatever. <laughs> um, um, but that was really, for me, that was very, um, that was very com like comforting. Yeah. Um, I think another big shift for me is to be okay to live life differently, to choose a different path, which is not always easy because most of my friends don't have that path. They're still very much into the family life, which is amazing, but it's, um, yeah. And I'm, and I also don't really identify with the whole digital nomad community because I'm not traveling for the sake of traveling anymore. I was eight years ago, but now I'm not. Um, and just finding peace in the fact and giving myself permission um, and blessing myself, you know, that I'm like, it's fine if you want to do things differently because the, the differently is really leaning into authenticity. Yeah. And, and, 
this just brought up a, f a thought from yesterday that I had mm. when you were talking about, you know, the people who are living the different life and that sometimes it's hard to ex explain them, right? They actually don't have to understand, but we no. are humans, right? We try to explain. Uh, yesterday I was talking to my friend, I was talking about what I might do after I, I finished this traveling and I was like, maybe I just want to work in a bar or coffee place for like a half that year or year or something. And I kind of, inside of me, I expected he's going to say, like, that's dumb thing to do. Like, this, that's going to be bad for your career, you know? I said, he actually didn't. But I kind of, like, expected him. This is going to be, like, why would you do that? You know, like, you're past the age where you uh, do that. And it was like, yeah, man, it sounds like it sounds like you've done it before. You would enjoy it for a while, so why not? You can, you can do it. And I was there, like, yeah, I can do it. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was such a, it was very you funny. Can. Yes, you can, you yeah. can do anything. Um, if you, if you yeah. I don't know if I want to do it. Maybe I will. I don't know. But it's a possibility. You do, right? you, I always advise people, especially when you're in your 20s or early 30s and you move to a new country or a new city, it's never a bad idea to work in a bar for a while, but pick uh, a really cool bar because you're going to meet so many people and your social life is going to like crazy. And there is, a, I think there's another thing on top of it. Uh, I recently, I think it was in Tim Ferriss' podcast, when they said, like, everybody should once in their life had a job in the service industry. And, you know, I realized, I, like, actually this month, I, it kind of, I was talking about it a lot, and it came back to me, like, how much I see things differently. Like, I work in restaurants which were horrible, in my opinion, and restaurants which were nice when people really did it because they care, they wanted to do it well. So, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, what 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 are the other things that you change your mind about? I think um, I don't know if it's like that. I changed my mind about, it, but something that I've really been working on and that I hold dearly now is that I raised the bar for myself, and because of that, um, my reality is shifting. But that also means that when you raise the bar for yourself, when you raise your standards, when you become unavailable for certain things because they are not in line with that life right. that you want. I had to have very uncomfortable conversations with certain people in my life. Um, and I had to let people go because they were no longer, um, yeah, they were keeping me, well, nobody can keep you small, but they didn't, it was, it would, they were too, um, attached, I guess to an idea of me that no longer is me. Um, so that's, that, but that is with, and that's when you know that you're growing, that you're up-leveling yourself. Like, yeah. the, again, it's about this intention that you have, and then you start taking action. And for the outside world, they don't really know, they don't see it yet. And only after a while, when you do consistent things, you change and it becomes like a second nature. And then for them, it's shocking, like, Oh my God, you've changed. And I was like, well, I've been changing like gradually, but nobody sees that. And then you have to have different conversations um, yeah. and just really loving yourself. I think that's the team that was a team of last year. Love for me was a big, big team. Yeah, um, we didn't really talk about it, but it's insane. I know it like, from the news others. <laughs> yeah, but oh, but that's this year. Like last year's team oh, was they, love. Oh. Love about, for me, for me, for my dreams, for for the life that I want. And obviously this year it is, it is an intention this year is to open. So 2022 was really living from the heart. But in order for me to live from the heart, I need to connect with my heart. And obviously that's about love and self-love and taking care of yourself and, and understanding what you are no longer available for. What is a threat to that self-love? And because I've practiced that for a year, Obviously, I started the year. I mean, I didn't put an intention out there in the world, but it kind of happened. Um, and now it's really bad. Okay, my heart is open. My heart is open. And I want to attract now a partner that is compatible with me, with my lifestyle, um, where we share the same morals. Does he need to be a digital nomad? Not at all. That's not what I would, you know, that's not the intention. But um, yeah, so that's indeed, that's, you know, love 2.0, maybe. I don't know. Um, but definitely. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you like Ines, you go find her Instagram <laughs> in the description. Yes. You can just shoot a message. <laughs> She's amazing as you're here. 
I always have fun when I talk to her, okay. so I can recommend. <laughs> it's amazing how my dating life has become so public. <laughs> it's crazy. But apparently it's a topic that many people, I think that I've never hit so many reads on my newsletter as the one that I've written about love. Um, oh yeah, relationships. People are very, very interested in learning how other people um, date and how other people think about love and, you know, the stories that come with it. So, uh, yeah. 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 Quite interesting. Maybe I need to make a career role. I don't know yet. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you will, you will be coaching about love and <laughs> how to become unstoppable loving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically, that's part of the journey. But uh, yeah, maybe I need to do it more intentional. Okay. And then the second question that I had here was, uh, I think that that would be kind of a nice uh, question to maybe wrap up things. Um. What are the three most exciting things in your life right now? What what excites you in the current moment? Yeah, I think the freedom is amazing. Um, that's one. The second one is the constant challenge. I constantly challenge myself because as you, you have a vision and you know in order to make that vision a reality or your reality, you need to start doing things differently. You need to start acting, like put things out there um, to make it come to fruition. And that challenge, like that inner inner growth, that for me is the most thrilling right now. And then the third thing, as we said, like the whole, um, yeah, like I'm going to be 40 next year. So I'm 39 in two weeks. I'm going to be 40 next year. For me, like... I remember when I was in my 30s, I had like this massive crisis. I was like, oh my God, I'm single. I'm not a millionaire and I still don't have a home. And now almost 10 years later, it's the same. I'm still single. <laughs> I'm not a millionaire and I don't have a home. <laughs> however, however, there are so many things that changed in my life that I was like, but I'm happy. I'm doing something that I love. I'm doing something that is making the world a better place. I have the best and the most amazing clients. There is not one of my clients that I don't like, and they're doing so much amazing things out there. And I know that I contributed to, to that, even just a small piece. I mean, that's priceless, but these are metrics that in society is not really, you know, it's too soft, it's too woo. Um, but for me, honestly, I know that when I'm gonna celebrate my 40th birthday, I'm gonna stand there with a big smile and maybe I'll be still single and maybe I'll still, not be a millionaire and maybe I won't have a home, but and man, also, like, my energy shifted. But I also feel that there's going to be another, another number divided by five. So, you know, as you said, a year of doing, so who knows what will be uh, the year of 40 yeah. or that I'm expecting something big. Oh, Before it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'm, Before I'm we wrap up, I have, I have another question that uh, I was thinking. It's a question about question. Okay. What is the one question that you are pondering uh, in these days? You're thinking a lot. You don't have to give an answer, but just what, what is the questions? The biggest question that I've been pondering on the last two weeks, because I am, I've been fighting with imposter syndrome to an extent that um, it is becoming a threat to my business. And the biggest question that I was asking myself is why do I find it so hard to show the world that I'm actually good at what I do? And then the follow-up question is, and what do I need to do? What do I need to heal? What do I need to uh, acknowledge so that it no longer is a break or like um, a block? to really show up in the most in the strongest version that I can possibly be with the things that I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so that, that follow up question goes really to something that somebody asked me on episode five, actually Jay asked me, or he didn't ask me it, but he, he kind of asked it to himself and I was like, that's a good question. And I was like, why, where, where do you put limits on yourself? Or what, what, what are you limiting yourself with? And I was like, and I think that's, a, and it comes like constantly, you know, I, that question is just like forever, you know, it's always yeah. a different block, right? As you do different yeah. things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and again, this is also 
the beauty about it. Like, um, it's because especially when you have an online business or you, you are building one, everybody's emphasizing on branding and putting yourself out there, etc., which is 100% the case. But I also believe that you need to do it in a way that is comfortable. And I know that it was, it will always be discomfortable, but there's a big difference between running a business from this anxiety. Like I have to put out content and I need to do all these things, which for me is a threat to my authenticity because I am going to show up real and raw and vulnerable. And in order to do that, I need to work on myself and make sure that I feel safe enough within myself that when I do it, it actually comes across in the right way. Yeah. And that's the journey. And it's super interesting. I would use, I, I, I had a different word in my house, sustainable. I think that's uh, doing yeah. things in a sustainable way, you know? Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of uh, kind of push to uh, change your body in six weeks, uh, learn a new language in three months, <laughs> and then uh, and then you work on it for, for two months and then just you, you basically burn out and you just like leave it. But exactly. actually like... Um, you know, that's that's what you were saying, you know. Like, you didn't build this life from nothing. It, it took five years to get you to the point mentally and with everything and to be able to travel here. So that takes time. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's little steps which result in, in a big, big cause, right? 100%. 100%. Awesome. Well, I was uh, so happy to have you here. Uh, we didn't really uh, discuss the, the love part, so maybe that will be another podcast if, <laughs> if people are another <laughs> interested. <laughs> Bo- bonus episode, dating with Ines. <laughs> dating advice with Ines, maybe. I mean, it can be both, whatever you guys want. If there's anybody out there who wants it, then just, you know, drop us, drop us a note. We'll come back with some dating advice. Nice. Um if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy Ines, you will find uh, all her Instagrams and websites uh, in the description. But the website, if you want to know it right now, is inesgaston.com. Inesgaston.com. That's where you can find uh, Ines. And also the blog, which talks about her, her love life already. So if you want to get some insight, you, you can go there. And mental health, of course. Man. <laughs> mental, mental, you talk about mental I forgot about it completely. <laughs> Uh, you can uh, find uh, me on my Instagram, Danik uh, Becerra, um, or also danikbecerra.com, so, same as Ines, basically our names. You will find all the links in the descriptions. Um, also, let me know what you thought about this little bit shorter format that I'm trying out for these conversations, because that's what you ask guys for. So we're giving it a try here with, uh, with Ines, so let's hope that you enjoy it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with somebody who might benefit from it because that's great for the people and it will also help to spread the message. So that would be amazing. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Thanks uh, for uh, being here a second time. I cannot always. wait to talk to you again. It was, it was real For pleasure. sure. Thanks. You can always call me for another episode. Happy to share. Perfect. Deal. Love with Ines next <laughs> time on a Broken Compass. <laughs> Done. Uh...